guys, what's up? Um, guess what I'm doing? I'm doing my own edits too. I just contacted my friend, uh, Mike Kidd, and I saw something re up, re uploaded to revisit Prometheus, and I was like wondering, like, wait a minute, did you just re upload this? I mean, did you just upload this earlier? And he told me there was some dialects he wanted to edit. So that, that was like, I said, I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> but um, then I just realized something about myself. Guess what? I'm redoing my Howling Part 1 review too. Because I think I talked way too much in that review, and I feel like there was some things that I hold back on which I should not. You know, that's not my style. You know, so yeah, my bad, my mistake. But anyway, yeah, check my friend revisit Prometheus review, awesome review again, and I'm glad you got a different take on it. Um, as for the Howling review, for my part of it, um, yeah, I'm be doing this one. Um, I just found out some news also. Two things, I think I just mentioned it two blogs ago. Um, Screen Factory, aka Shout Factory, have a released version of Howling on Blu-ray with new special features. But the one I have is the DVD version. The special edition, which has DVD scenes and so on, just like the Screen Factory version. But if you want to stay with the regular DVD format, it's cool. If you want new interviews, then go with the Screen Factory version. Um, also, I also found out that the villain in the movie, the female villain, Marsha, she actually um, passed away, the actress, a couple, like, no, not, years, years ago, actually. I think it was 1997. I think she died of cancer. So let me just say, rest, rest in peace to the actress that plays Marsha in the, in the first Howling movie. And it's a recipe to her, and thank you for the memories because I consider her as one of the bad girls of horror, you know, in a horror movie genre because she is a tough ass villain, you know. But yeah, besides that, um, let's get to the point. Um, The Howling, um, again, I can't remember how I come across this movie. I think it was on television, and then later on, I was able to see it on cable. Um, I know I like this movie. Um, definitely, I love the soundtrack. Soundtrack, they gave it like that old school horror soundtrack, you know. But it, it kind of worked it for this early 80s movie. Um, you got a reporting Karen, played by Wall Stone. She goes undercover trying to find this serial killer, you know, to expose him and put him in jail pretty much. It's pretty obvious. And the cops kind of, like, lost track of her. When they were able to find her, it looked like um, Wall Stone's character, Karen, was about to get molested by the werewolf, you know. And then the cops came just in time to shoot the werewolf and kill him. And they were wondering what the hell is going on. At the time, Kevin didn't know it was a werewolf, but as the movie progressed, it will develop to that. Um, later on, she sees the Doctor, played by Patrick McGee. I think he was the old guy who played in the Avengers TV series from BBC. He played that spy agent, the old guy, with the umbrella and the cool round hat. Yeah, he plays the psychologist in this movie, and he's advising Karen, you know, you, you can take your man with you, go to his retreat. When up in the cabins in the woods, yeah, cabin in the woods moment. Here we go again. Um, to recover and the seminars and to talk about your problems, and then you have all these strange things going on, like howling and howling around the woods and shadows moving around, and then later on you found out that that this town is kind of inhabited by the werewolves. You know, that's what the movie is about. This is like. A werewolf version of Salem Lot, I would say. Let's put it like that. You know, Salem Lot, the town was full of vampires. Howling is the same thing, you know. And, you know, the werewolves pretty much kind of have like a little conflict among their own, the werewolf clan of the town. Because it's like the doctor, he was in on it. He was a werewolf himself. He was kind of like the leader of the town, you know. And he, what his methods was like, he wanted werewolves to live among humans. You know, while you got Marshall, who's like the female villain, 
got the, and other whales feels like we can't live among humans. We are we are animals. We gotta kill humans. We can't. You can't tell us to calm calm our ass down and try and control our energy. You know what I'm saying? Which you can see later on in the movie when it develops the whale of conflict between Marsha and the professor, or the, I mean the psychologist played by Patrick McGee, as they argue and go at it a little bit. But meanwhile, you got your Wallstone's boyfriend in the movie. Um, he got bit by a werewolf, which is which will was turned which Marshall turned to a weapon bit um you all stones man in the movie and um he later he develops to turn into a beast and um in the movie also you got um you also invite a friend over because you got a friend the female friend female friend's boyfriend doing like their own investigation find out that the killer that they kill that that um the cops kill he his body wasn't this he pretty much escaped and they was wondering what way who is this guy, you know, and he come across this town pretty much. Because he also scared to call her friend to come over. Her, um the friend boyfriend said he'll come over later, you know. But meanwhile while you got the investigation going with the female friend part of it, as she finds out that there's werewolves, she was about to warn tell her boyfriend about it and the werewolf was able to caught up with her, you find out that the werewolf was Eddie, who was the serial killer from the first part of the movie, who was the werewolf that escaped. And he pretty much killed the female friend. The Wallstones characters get mad. Her man smacked her. Because she was telling her Marshall's like a bitch pretty much. And um, she was crying. She was better leave town. She finally confronts a, a werewolf in the movie. But you can finally see a werewolf in the full form this time. And um, you also get the cool werewolf transformation scenes. And the Wallstones throw an asset at the werewolf. She was able to escape. But then she got captured by the people of the town. Who happens to be a werewolf. They were about to do a, like a ritual type of thing. Um, the female friend, her boyfriend finally comes to the town and battles the werewolf and save and save the heroine in the movie Karen and help her try to escape while battling the werewolves to escape this town, you know. And later on you get your twist ending when of course you get the female reporter finally gonna reveal that she's a werewolf and then the guy kinda killed her. Yeah, I mean well killed her actually, or so you get to Halloween two, which you can see in my next video blog by the way. And um and you get your little twist there with Marsha, like she's alive, she survived the wealth attack from the guy in the fire, and she says she wants her meat rare, you know what I'm saying? And you get your outro with your hamburger being cooked. And guess what, let me still say, at that day, yesterday, when I was talking about this movie, I had a Grand Slam hamburger over at Concourse, at the Courthouse Deli in the Bronx, man. Oh, man, the Grand Slam burger was big, <laughs> you know? So it was kind of fun. I remember a hamburger watching Howling 1. Epic, right? Anyway, the Howling 1... Go check it out. Um, it, it is re-released in Blu-ray now by Screen Factory. So get, check that version if you want. Pretty much the same version as the DVD version I have. Differences is brand new interviews and the Screen Factory version. Anyway, peace guys. See you later.